Greetings, Beaver Eagers. This is Mr. Smith and his silent partner in grime, Mr. Mango. He's only silent because of the gag. Is this show getting worse because I'm doing so many so quickly, or are you getting tired of it because you've listened to so many so soon? 6.5 of one, half a baker's dozen of the other. If you've come to this show by way of the Starship Sofa podcast, you may already be acquainted with the work of my fellow sofanaut, Fred Heimbaugh. We plugged Fred and then gave him immediate medical attention back in episode 25 for his song They're Made Out of Me. And now he's back with Earth Girl, the story of an alien who comes to Earth and falls in love with a vacuum cleaner. Give a listen. Earth girl, Earth girl, you're not like others from this place. Tall and slender, metallic pull up on your base. Love your dead bag. Get it on iTunes or Amazon, look up Fredosphere, or click the link in the show notes. 99 cents is all it takes to support genius, folks, so don't be stingy. Or stingy. Well, don't be stingy either. Today's story is more ingenuity at work. What does one do when one breaks one's favorite amphibian? Don't think frog glue, because that would be ridiculous. Think frog magnet. Frog Magnet by Matthew Sanborn Smith. I mean, just when we thought everything had been invented, along comes the frog magnet. Just as the magnets that you and I have come to know and love, the ones that live on our refrigerators and such, are sweet on iron, so the frog magnet was sweet on frogs. Its inventor was a lady named Shirley, whose pet frog had died many years before when her big brother tore its legs off. After years of experimentation, Shirley had been able to reattach the severed legs of a lab frog through the use of tiny frog magnets implanted in the test subject. Yes, different parts of the frog kept sticking to its own hips, but a life was saved, and that's all that mattered. Now little girls everywhere would be spared the heartbreak of torn apart pet frogs, and only 27,000 frogs had to die in its discovery. The technology moved on to other uses in the hands of other people, as technologies do. People used frog magnets to catch frogs that hopped into their houses. Catching tadpoles had never been so easy, and kids actually grew bored with the sport. Sadists created monstrous frog conglomerates, attaching hundreds of frogs to one another to make one great great green blob of croaking slimy yuckiness. Perhaps the most sinister application came about when DARPA researchers reversed the magnet's polarity and created the FL-16, the frog launcher. That war on terror they'd been on about for the past 30 years wrapped up within a month. Yes, it sounded too easy, but you try getting hit by 90 frogs a minute traveling at 600 miles an hour. That'll take it out of you, my friend. I wonder if those frogs would want their legs back after some French guy had already cooked them. If this story croaked your Kermit, you can gaze and wonder upon it and other tragic hips at my blog Athedral, the 1000blogspotcom or get down on your knees and receive something even more special right here at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Cry the beloved mango in the comments for this post or Yahtzee mail me and totally freak out as if you've just won the lottery like my sister does when she's rolled five of a kind at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or show us your large straight at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Crawl past enemy lines and get the SF signal to the resistance fighters at sfsignal.com before it's too late wait the resistance fighters would be the enemy themselves don't send it to them we want it to go to the resistance period too late shit
We really need to get better at this imaginary war. Do what all your friends are doing and subscribe to this show by knock, knock, knocking on the RSS feed's door. Or if you're a nonconformist, and let's repeat the nonconformist oath, you can skip over to iTunes and do that bit while watching your five-star review of this show blowing in the wind. Let's tweet up at twitter.com slash upwithgravity and I'll sign your breasts with my big black permanent marker. Even if you're a guy or a chicken. I'm betting I said that before. Now I know how Benny Hill must have felt. I'm mangoing like a spaniel over here. Author's note. Spaniels mango a lot. So consider tossing me a biscuit through the donate button on the homepage. If it bounces off, maybe you'll consider lowering that computer screen that has always come between you and me, and you can bask in my unadulterated photons and scratch me under my collar and somehow in all of that support this show. This podcast sits around on its mom's couch all day watching Gilligan's Island and smoking two packs of a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share-alike 3.0 on ported license. This is Matthew Sanborn-Smith, the lover of life, conqueror of worlds, player of some seriously cutthroat solitaire, saying no guts, no glory, no digestion. No problem fitting into those jeans, though, so that's a plus. Good night. One great green blob of croaking, slimy yuckiness. Blah. Blah. Ugh. Ugh.